welcome to the How Not to Screw Up Your Kids podcast. So pour yourself a cuppa, find a comfy seat and enjoy the conversation. This is episode 42 and today I'm talking about how to parent the child we have and not the child we secretly wanted to have. You know that time when you were expecting and you were pregnant and you were lost in those dreams of what your child would be like? You know, the interests you think that they are likely to have because of yours and your partner's interests and passions. The qualities you feel, maybe you get lost in those dreams about the qualities that you feel that they will inherit and how they utilise them. Maybe you are both musical and you imagine them growing up to have an appreciation of classical music as you do. Or maybe you are super sporty and you imagine which sports they will choose to take up. Or maybe you're super creative and you try and kind of get lost in that imagination about what form their creativity might take. Then they are born, grow up, and their natural interests could not be more out of alignment to your own. And you wonder, what the hell happened? It could be you have a girl when you wanted a boy, boys when you wanted girls or anything else in between. Maybe you crave the closeness you had with one of your parents, which you simply don't have with your child. Or maybe you are super academic and you have a child who struggles with lots of additional learning needs, or your child has ADHD, autism, a physical disability, or something else which you just hadn't expected when you were in that dreamy stage of pregnancy. I want to have an honest conversation about maybe a taboo subject of being, well, disappointed that you haven't quite got the child you hoped you'd have. Now some of you might be thinking that's an awful thing to say Mary Han and maybe it is an awful thing to say out loud but I know for sure there are lots of people listening to this thinking actually I do feel like that. It doesn't mean that you wish your child away or you wish you hadn't had them. It's just simply being honest that things are not quite as you expected. Your child isn't quite as you expected. The life that you have as a parent isn't quite what you expected. And I'll be honest, my son was genetically blessed with a very sporty physique, which he inherited from my father. In fact, he is a mirror image of him in so many ways. Now, his father and I had both been really active in sports at school and had high hopes for our son. You know, when you're imagining what you know, what will he do? And we had these high hopes, as did the games teachers at each and every school he went to. And each and every school faced the same stark disappointment as we did as his parents. He just was not into sport. Not then anyway. He had no drive, ambition or a competitive streak in any way when it came to sports. Now that's hardly anything to be super upset about. And in the grand scheme of things, he was a healthy, happy boy who has grown up to be a fine young man. But sometimes it does matter to us. Sometimes it does impact us. Sometimes we do feel disappointed. Sometimes we feel slightly resentful. So I'm not going to tackle this podcast episode in my usual way with my usual top five tips. But instead, I'm going to talk you through a practical task I personally and genuinely work through each and every time I meet a child when I start working with them for the first time. It's nothing complicated but it's about getting to really know the child you have rather than the child you wish you had. First I want to start with three 
health warnings. The first is your child is uniquely their own person. Forcing them to be something or do something which is inherently out of line with who they really are will lead to resentment at least and poor mental health at worst. Accepting your child for who they are helps build strong relationships. Now, there may be an element, and maybe that sounds slightly dramatic, but when we are parenting a child that we have, maybe it differs to the child that we secretly wanted, there is a natural grieving process because parenting and that child and that relationship have not been as we would expect. And so there may be a certain element of having to grieve the type of parenting that we thought we were going to have, the type of child we were going to have, the type of relationship we were going to have, the type of interest that we were going to have, the type of things that we were going to do it. But we need to remember that our children are uniquely their own person and we need to accept them. If we cannot truly accept them as their parents, there is no hope of anyone else accepting them. And I mean this at a really deep level because of course we accept our children in so many ways, but there's often that slightly niggling disappointment. There's those moments that we try and book them into a summer camp or we really try and take them to that rugby match in the hope that they really will get involved or we slightly force them to take up a musical instrument even though it's really obvious that isn't where their talents lie or we say to them that they need to do an additional language or anything that we do that, you know, on the surface level, we're saying we're accepting our child, but we're still chipping away. So let's remember that our children are uniquely their own person. And it's really important that we accept that. And that is different to encouraging and promoting our children to broaden their horizons and and take on different challenges and, and new experiences. But you know, whilst it sounds like there's a slightly blurred line there, there isn't. We know really when we're slightly forcing our child to do something that we know doesn't sit with them and is actually much more to do with where we want to steer them rather than something that is inherently there. So that's my first health warning. My second health warning is about the danger of us living vicariously through our children. It's a recipe for disaster. Maybe you wished your parents had been more supportive of your desire to be a ballet dancer. And you want to be there and make sure that your child, who's already showing quite a bit of interest and a reasonable amount of talent in ballet, you want to make sure that they get given every opportunity that you didn't. But it may well be that your child enjoys their ballet but doesn't want to take it any further. And that goes. This, that's the same for any other. Maybe your child is really interested in football and they love going to the football club, but they don't actually show any competitive streak they're not bothered if they don't win they don't they're not bothered about kicking the ball around and practicing we have to be really careful about this vicarious living and again i think sometimes we might say to ourselves well i i'm simply following through my child's dreams they're clearly really interested in this and i'm trying to facilitate it i'm being a great parent this is not me trying to live vicariously i would say and obviously I say this with love, sit with it for a bit. You know whether you are being there and encouraging and helping and supporting and facilitating and when you are actually trying to sort of create a path, 
guide your child down a particular route which may not actually be the route the best route for them so let's be mindful that we are not living vicariously of course we want our children to fulfill their potential and be their best selves but their best selves is their best selves not what we believe is their best selves because as the adult we feel it's in a different direction And that leads me quite neatly to my third health warning, which is remembering our role as parents is to scaffold our children's rising structure and not to manipulate the build. If your child wants to build a warehouse conversion, let them build it. Trying to manipulate a Georgian mansion will inevitably mean you get some ugly monstrosity of a build that no one wants to live in. Our role as parents is to provide the scaffolding that rises around the structure that our children predetermine based on their interests, their passions and how they grow in their personality and their interests. The scaffolding we provide is not this is the structure that we want you to build your home around, that we want you to inhabit and live in, because that is not a great recipe for a happy, resilient, well-adjusted, positively mental health adult. So we must remember, so three health warnings, your child is uniquely their own person. Let's not live vicariously through our children or even pretend to ourselves that we're doing things in the interests of our children. And let's remember that our role as parents is to scaffold our children's rising build and allowing them to choose and not us. So... Let me help you get to know yourself and your child more with my All About Me exercise. So you will be able to download this template as a resource. But in essence, what it is, it's an introduction to yourself. And it always starts with you. And then we ask our children to do the same. So you will notice when you download the resource that in essence, it basically is a template for a head. And what you're going to do is you are going to have two copies One for you, one for your child. If you have multiple children, I suggest that you do this. I would think it would be better to do one at a time because then you've got their undivided time and attention and you can talk and explore and you can discuss things at great length. Now, this particular exercise, I will say, because this is about getting to to sort of know your child, their personality and their natural interests, isn't an exercise that is suitable for younger children. So this really is an exercise for children five and above. It doesn't mean you can't do a similar exercise with younger children. You just can't do it to the level of detail of really getting to know some of that nitty gritty. And obviously the older the child, the more we're able to dig and probe. So by all means, you can use this exercise with much younger children. You can do this with preschool children, but you're not gonna get the level of depth and insight as you would do with an older child. So in essence, you've got two pieces of paper, one for your child, one for you, and lots of colouring pens. So you are basically going to complete the um, face template and make it look like you. Now, I'm going to tell you now that even in the process of your child drawing themselves, their eyes, their hair, their nose, their ears, their mouth, they'll be telling you things because they will either just draw it happily Um, Or in my experience, they'll make some comment. Maybe they'll make a comment about how they're not particularly good at drawing. Maybe they're not very good at noses. Maybe they don't like their hair or they're finding it particularly difficult to get their eye colour right. 
or whatever it might be, there's commentary when your child is completing that, what seems like a very simple task, which is quite telling in itself. It tells you a lot already about how your child views their ability, for example. So we've drawn our picture. It looks comically like us or beautifully like us. It doesn't matter. The whole point is we're having a conversation as we're drawing ourselves. And then what you're going to do is at the top of the picture, you're going to give some basic facts about yourself. And obviously your child is going to know a lot of this already, but it's an exercise that is helping us connect. You're introducing yourself and you're also getting to know your child a little bit more. So maybe at the top, you might want to give them some sort of rudimentary basic facts about maybe pets that you had when you grew up as a child or maybe you didn't have any pets maybe pets that you had always secretly wanted to have talk about your siblings what the age difference is and what your relationship was like with your siblings when you were younger did you get on with them did you argue with them did you not Talk about the schools that you went to. Were they mixed schools? Were they single sex schools? How much did you enjoy them? Have you got any friends still from them? And then what I always like to do is draw a little picture, or you can write, but a little picture about the town, city or country that you were born in. Because again, this is just setting some context. So what's happening with this particular task is that we are telling our children a little bit about the basic facts about who we are. These are facts, really, rather than anything else. And then once you've done that bit at the top, you're going to ask your child to do the same. Now, what's really important, again, here is that your child may tell you something. They may say that their handwriting isn't particularly good, or they might tell you that their spelling isn't very good, or they might say, I don't want to write, I don't want to do that. Again, that is, that's telling, that's giving you a little bit more information. You're having a bit of an introduction, a little glimpse into your child's world. But what's important when you're doing this particular exercise is it is not about their spellings. We don't care what the spelling is. And if your child is of an age that they're happy to chat about these things, but they don't want to write it down, then that is fine too. But start with the premise of them writing it, because that will tell you a lot about if you've got a seven or eight year old that doesn't want to do the writing because they're worried about their spelling, you now know that for your child, that that's something that, that is something that worries them, that bothers them, that they don't feel particularly confident about. And that can be something that you would address or talk about at another time. This exercise is about learning about your child. It is not a teachable moment. It is not about correcting your child's spelling. It is not about their, the neatness of their handwriting and talking to them about how if they held the pen in a slightly different way, it would work more neatly. We are trying to get to know our child. We are not using this as a teachable moment. So your child does that. They either write it or they tell you about it. So we've got that. Now we want to ask our child to describe themselves and their qualities using 10 words. Now, what I will say is younger children will find it more difficult to come up with 10 words. So obviously we want to give them a little bit of us an easier task. So we might ask them for four or five words, but we're simply asking them to describe themselves. And when I mean describe themselves, they are not describing the way that they physically look. They're describing things about themselves. Now, this exercise always works on the basis that we model first. So we give our children the words that we would use to describe ourselves. 
And you might want to give them this a little bit of thought before you do this particular exercise. But you want to be honest. You really want to think about, actually, if I was going to describe myself to somebody, what words would I use? So the words that I would typically use, and these are genuine you know, aspects of who I am. So I would say that I am loud because I am, I'm often, in fact, I can still remember my teacher from when I was in third form at my secondary school saying that my voice was always the voice that she could hear in a room full of people. Yeah, but you didn't know that. But anyway, so I am loud. I am also very chatty. That's a natural part of my personality. My poor children have had to put up for years of me having random conversations with people because I like to chat. So I would say that I was loud. I'm very chatty. I would say that I'm quite bossy. I like things done in a particular way. So I would say that I'm also bossy. Then I would also say that I was kind. I'm loyal. I'm trustworthy. I'd probably say I'm a bit of a fidget. I find it difficult to sit still. But I'm very determined. I'd say that I'm probably quite sensitive. So I can be sensitive to comments that are made by people and that I can be quite emotional. So that means probably I often cry at films. And I would say that I'm active and that I um, am confident. But I would say, and in fact, I do actually say this when I'm working with children for the first time and families, is that my confidence was not there in my teenage years. In fact, oh my goodness me, was I an awkward, angst-ridden teen? I was tall for my age, incredibly awkward about having frizzy hair when it was much more fashionable to have hair that could be flicked. So I wasn't particularly confident but I would describe myself as confident now. So you can see that we're already beginning to model, mirror for our children that notion of actually, if I was to describe myself, what words would I use to describe myself? And again, we're not looking for fabulous vocabulary here. If you would describe yourself as funny, interesting, a bookworm, whatever it might be, we're just trying to describe ourselves to our children and then we ask them to describe themselves. And this is not going to be easy. I will be honest with you. Our children are not necessarily going to find it easy. But the fact that we've modelled it first means that if your child is struggling a little bit initially, you can say, well, have a look at the words that I've written. How would you sort of describe yourself? And I often find when I'm doing this exercise with a child for the first time, I might say, oh, I'm loud. And they might say, oh, I'm not very loud. Oh, I'm very shy. I don't like um, talking to people I don't know. Or I might say I'm really bossy. And then they might say, oh, yes, I'm really bossy. And my sister tells me I'm so bossy. I'm always telling her what to do. Or they might say, I'm not bossy at all, but my big brother is. So you try. You're, you will often get some commentary already from your children as you're doing that but you're really asking them and I think this is even if your children find this task particularly difficult persevere with it don't kind of make them feel awkward you want to sort of maybe give them a bit of time and you might go away from the task and you might come back to it again but it's such an incredibly important thing to be doing because how often do we say Or do we encourage our children to kind of become self-aware? And when we're talking about confidence and resilience and being able to pick ourselves up when we have setbacks and positive mental health, so much of that is about knowing who we really are. And part of this as well is for us, it's that introduction. What child do I have? Really getting to know our children in ways 
that we might not ordinarily get to know them in just day-to-day life. So this is such a brilliant exercise for doing that. So persevere. If your children find it difficult, see as many words as you can get get there. Maybe you might say to them, "Mm, how do you think your brother or sister might describe you? That can be quite telling. How would your teacher describe you? How would your sports teacher describe you or anything like that would just how do you think I would describe you as your mummy or how would I describe you as your daddy so I think that it's such a telling exercise it's really really helpful to do so I think you do that what you then and that so you'd have the details about pets and siblings and schools at the top you would have the you know the words to describe themselves would be along the left hand side running down vertically and on the right hand side vertically you're then of the of the head outline you're then going to write down what you like to do and and again be really honest what are your hobbies what are your interests um i think for me i would i normally write down that i love to read i love watching films i love gardening i love being outdoors i love walking i used to put running but gone off that a bit now So it's those sorts of things. And obviously, I love food. I'm a big foodie. I love food and particularly pudding. Anything I can pour custard or cream onto, that's for me. But the idea is here again, your child is getting to know what are your interests? What are your passions? What do you enjoy doing? When you have spare time, how do you spend it? And then asking your children this. Now, obviously, you know a certain element of this. But one of the really good questions to ask your children is if you were allowed to be in charge for a whole day and you could do whatever you wanted, what would you do? And again, this is really telling because we're trying to understand our child. What are the things that really interest them? What do they really enjoy? And then that can be a really useful discussion point for that, because, again, you'll be surprised when you talk about some of the things that you enjoy it then raises that whole discussion point about, you know, your children, you might say that you really like being outside in the countryside, or you might say you like going out for a walk, as I do. And your child might say, oh, I hate it when we go on a family walk. It's so boring. And that gives you an in to, well, what, what is it about being outside? Because when I see you outside, you always look like you're having so much fun. Is it getting up and getting out and putting our wellies on that makes it feel really boring? Or is it that we always do it on a Sunday and all you want to do is relax. Whatever it might be, it helps open up a bit of a natural discussion. So this is telling you a little bit about your child. What are their natural interests? What are some of the glimpse into a little bit of their world about how do they see themselves? How would they describe themselves? Now you have a slight glimmer. What I would then do, I then talk about three qualities or three words that your child and you, because it always starts with you, would love people to describe them as that they don't at the moment. And this is really beginning to capitalise and get a glimpse of your child's aspirations. Who do they want to be? What are their hopes and dreams for themselves? But we're not doing that in that traditional sense. And obviously, if you're doing this exercise with older children, You can use what are your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations. What would you like in the future? That's different. But generally with younger children, instead, it's so much easier to introduce it as, well, these are the words that you describe yourself as now. If you could choose three words that you would love people to be saying about you, to be describing you as, what words would those be? 
And again, we're talking about words to describe our character and our personality, not the way that we look. So model it first. So you might say, I think mine, I usually would say something like, I would love people to say that I'm calm. And it's not that I'm not calm, but I don't feel I'm calm all of the time. I'm someone who naturally loves to be at a slight level of adrenaline and always having maybe one task too many to do. So I'd love people to describe me as calm all of the time. I would love people to describe me as super organised. So what we're trying to do is help our children see it might be that that we are sometimes described as that word, but it's not part of that, those sort of the core qualities, those core traits and attributes or things that are the true essence of who we are. So start with your three. And children, in my experience, might say things like that they want to be popular. That tells you something about your child. They might say that they want to be clever. Maybe they say they might, might want to be more sporty. So it's, you're getting a glimpse again, you're getting to know your child. How do they describe themselves? What are the qualities that are important to them? Who is the person that they want to be? What are their interests? What do they love? And certainly when we're looking at the interests and, you know, what would they do if they were allowed to be in charge for a whole day? Probe around that. Why? Why why would you like to maybe actually a lot of children might say I want to watch television all day and eat whatever I want or I want to be on my Xbox or I want to be on my iPad oh my gosh okay great if that's what you want to do and me when you're a grown-up I'm sure that is you're just that's what you're going to do all of the time why that why not something else what is it about that and again you don't have to agree or disagree but you're getting a glimpse into why things are important for your child why they value it why they want to do that and that helps you Get to know your child in a context and in a way that you would just never get in any other way. I cannot, you could probably sense my enthusiasm for this task, but it is such a brilliant, brilliant exercise. Now, some of you, and that is in essence what what the task is, and some of you might be listening to this and saying, gosh, you know what, Mary Ann, that sounds like a really great exercise, but have you met my children trying to get them to sit down for five minutes and do something like this? How am I going to do that? Well, I think what I would say is now this is I obviously do it in a much more formalized way because I've arranged a a session with a child. They come with their pen and paper. They know they're going to be doing something like this with me. Now, that's the format of the way that I would do it. That's the structure of how I would do it. But it doesn't mean you necessarily need to sit down with a pen and paper and my head template. You can be doing stuff like this when you're having conversations with your children, when you might naturally come up when you're out walking the dog or when you might be cooking something together or you might be playing a game or walking to school or driving to school it doesn't have to be contrived but it is giving you a glimpse into a way that you can begin to have those conversations to really know how your child views themselves what is the child that you have as opposed to the child that you secretly wanted so you may be walking to school and you may say oh, I was listening to something really interesting the other day that was talking about how would we describe ourselves and it got me thinking if I had only five words to describe myself I would probably describe myself as bum 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 what do you think you would describe yourself as and then you ask them you know the idea of this is I'm introducing you to a task that when you have children who, who love to do these things great sit down do those amazing but if they don't there are other ways to gently get these 
the knowledge and, and the information, but just doing it in slightly different ways. And I would really genuinely, truly love to hear how you've got on with this particular task. So do please, please feed back to us because it's really, it matters to me that the tasks and the activities and the advice and the strategies that I give, I love to get feedback. I love to know how you've implemented it. How did it work? Even if you've had a complete and utter disaster, let me know because we can kind of share this and and I can kind of address some of the problems if they come out later. There will be a follow-up podcast episode for this because I think it's quite a big topic and there are other areas that we really haven't touched on in this particular episode so do look out for a second part to this. So I have one gift for you this week and it is going to be my all about me face template which you can complete with your child and see what you learn about each other. So as usual, you have to head over to my free resource library, drmaryhand.com forward slash library, where you'll find the link to download the resource. All you need to do is pop in your email address and you'll get instant access not only to this week's resource, but all the other free resources across all my podcast episodes. As ever, if you have enjoyed this episode, I would so dearly love it if you could follow and review the podcast so that others can find us and we can spread the love. So until next time.